This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Mr. Durham, in the summer of 2016, did our government receive intelligence that suggested Secretary Clinton had approved a plan to tie President Trump to Russia? Yes. Was that intelligence important enough for Director Brennan to go brief the President of the United States, the Vice President of the United States, the Attorney General of the United States, and the Director of the FBI? Yes. And was that intelligence put then into a memorandum, a referral memorandum? Yes. And was that memorandum then given to Director Comey and Agent Strzok? That's who was addressed to, yes. So they were all involved in a vast left-wing conspiracy to undermine the President of the United States. And they lied to all of us and lied and lied and lied. And they lied to the FISA courts to get top-secret warrants to spy on people, including a Naval Academy grad, Carter Page, who was working in concert with the Central Intelligence Agency. And by the way, they've exposed him. You know, they, oh, you're going to expose sources and methods. Well, Carter Page was providing important information to the CIA on the QT, and the Democrats have uh, exposed him. They make a big fuss about that when it works for them politically, but You know, then they want to expose somebody, a Naval Academy grad, Naval officer, providing information to the CIA and and, uh, patriotic American, and they've uh, done everything they can to destroy him. The Democrat Party has writ large mainstream. That was an amazing moment, and I want to give Jim Jordan all the credit in the world for that, for teeing that up the way that he teed it up, and he he ticked it off uh, beautifully, I've got to say. And then John Durham responded uh, very ably and capably and uh, told the truth that uh, they all knew John Brennan, penitentiary face Brennan at the CIA, the Communist Party voter, and Barack Obama, a mentored by a member of the Communist Party, and Joe Biden, uh, mentored by a, a sock puppet and uh, never got any better than that. And the FBI director, uh, J. Edgar Comey, uh, he was there. And uh, there, and it was this was the Oval Office briefing. Oh no! Here's what we found out: all this stuff is just Hillary Clinton's opposition research. None of it is real intelligence. And they all knew it all along, going back to 2016, before President Trump was elected. And then they engaged the cabal, engaged in a conspiracy to lie to the American public to undermine President. They really hate when they hate somebody. They really hate somebody, don't they? They hate President Trump. Boy, do they hate him. And I don't think they voted for him.
You think they voted for him? I don't think they voted for him. I'm pretty sure. All right, uh, John Durham yesterday on uh, on Capitol Hill, um, talking about the nature of the so-called investigation and crossfire hurricane, and how it was uh, known far and wide, from the highest levels in the Oval Office, the FBI director, the Attorney General, the CIA director. They all knew it was fake. Peter Stroke and Lisa Page they discussed it while having sex in the Xerox room. And uh, they all knew it was fake. They all knew it was lie. But they hated, remember, you can smell the Trump supporters. Was it the Trump supporters or the Republicans? I think it was the, you can smell the Trump supporters. Uh, These are corrupt people, corrupt individuals who did not do their duty. They're not oath keepers. They're oath breakers. Uh, The Democrats hate the oath keepers because, you know, they took an oath when they served in the military or in law enforcement. And they said, well, you know, I'm going to keep that oath because I took an oath and I take an oath, oath uh, seriously. But these people don't, I think it would be fair to say. John Durham talked about them yesterday, the hearing on Capitol Hill. Uh-oh. There were investigative activities undertaken or not undertaken here, uh, which raised real concerns about whether or not the law was followed. There appear to be people, uh, persons in the FBI who were central to opening the investigation that had um, rather strong views concerning um, then-candidate Trump. Yeah, well, they hated, and so they abused their power, their powerful positions in government, to attack someone that they personally despised and despise and for political reasons, and that is the ultimate corruption and uh, the ultimate violation of their oath. It is, uh, and, and, and it, it, they really, and there will, will there be accountability? No, no, there won't be. I can just, I can tell you right now uh, with 99% certainty that there will be no accountability. No one will be held accountable. Not John Brennan, not J. Edgar Comey, um, Honestly, the, and the list goes on. And then uh, Brennan is just a complete crook. And, you know, why do you think I call him penitentiary face? That guy, I have very good instincts. I always have. And the moment I saw that guy, we're just from different tribes. We're from completely different tribes. And when I saw him, you know, I wanted to go get a big stick. Uh, and then I saw him start speaking. And, and then I knew there was something terribly wrong with him. Uh, and then I read about him and is bragging about voting for Gus Hall, the Communist Party candidate for the presidency of the United States. And, and then uh, uh, he, he, CIA, and then not, and then back into Obama, and Obama's terrorism advisor, and then Obama makes him CIA director. I know everything is wrong here. And you just look at his face. He looks like an extra from a James Cagney movie, like White Heat, dragging his tin cup back and forth across the bars of his jail cell. You know, penitentiary face Brennan. That's a, everybody can see that, right? <laughs> I think everybody can see that. If I were casting a movie uh, and needed some penitentiary face people, I, I would ask him, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd give him uh, the day rate for a SAG and uh, want him to be in my prison and in my prison movie. Uh, Corey Bush is a radical left-wing racist Democrat member of Congress, and uh, she's uh, she's kind of in... In league with Colin Kaepernick, she is uh, Corey Bush, not a not a good person at all. She's a terrible person, and she also hates uh, President Trump. You'll be surprised to learn they 
they run on hate. They, uh, the, the party really runs on hate. And it's a terrible and tragic thing. This is not what the Democrat Party used to be, but it is what it has become. Cori Bush is a Democrat from the great state of Missouri. It's uh, tragic that they keep sending her to Washington. Yesterday, she demonstrated her craziness. This political investigation conducted on behalf of the twice impeached, twice indicted, former white supremacist in chief, Donald Trump. From the start, this entire investigation has been an attempt to undermine the findings of the Mueller investigation and distract the people of this country from Donald Trump's corruption. They continue to misrepresent the findings or misunderstand the findings of the Mueller investigation, which determined that there was no Russian collusion between the Trump campaign or President Trump and Russian actors. And they say, well, oh, well, the Russians tampered in our election. And they tampered in the 2012 election and the 2008 election and the 2004 election and the 2000 election and the 1996 election because they're communists. It's what they do. They murder people and they ruin things. Okay? That's what they do. They're commies. I've been paying attention, even if Cori Bush hasn't. My friend Bill Gertz, who I used to work with uh, when I was covering the Pentagon, Bill Gertz at the Washington Times has uh, he has a series that he does a new episode of Victory Over Communism with Bill Gertz now going live. Communists within the Democratic Socialists of America. That's Bernie Sanders and the gang. The largest socialist group in the country are planning a Marxist-Leninist revolution to overthrow the Constitution. And that is Bill Gertz's uh, latest episode. Uh, season 2, Episode 5 of Victory Over Communism, uh, now live on the Internet. And uh, Bill's a great guy and a great reporter. And he tells the truth about the communists, uh, China and North Korea, and uh, the so-called democratic socialists in the United States. You know that uh, Vladimir Lenin said the goal of socialism is communism. Right? That's the whole purpose of socialism is communism. So we got that going for us. Just, uh, just amazing. Now let's go to. Uh, oh, we've got uh, we got more stuff, don't we? Um, do you have the uh, Matt Gates? Do you have the Matt Gates thing? Matt Gates yesterday at the uh, the Durham hearing. Uh, Matt Gates is a lot of fun. He appears on my Newsmax show. He has a number of times and will again. And he's a fun guy. He's just funny. He's always smiling. He's happy. He's always got a joke to tell. And he's having a good time being a member of Congress and you know telling the truth. He likes to, even when it's not popular. Uh, Matt Gates. Congressman, Republican, Florida, yesterday in the Durham hearing. You've given us testimony today that you're disappointed that the FBI didn't cooperate more, right? That was your testimony. Said that. Yeah, so we're disappointed too, but the difference is when regular folks do things that are wrong and unlawful, there's typically greater effort to try to get those people before a grand jury to, to utilize criminal process where appropriate, not, not for other purposes. And it's just like, oh, well, Bill Priestep, the guy who might have set this whole op in motion, he just didn't want to talk to you about certain things, and you were real accommodating to that. And then Mifsud, the person who juices Papadopoulos to create this predicate that you find improper. You guys, you, I mean, did you ever know who his lawyer was, Mifsud's lawyer? He talked to his lawyer in Europe. Not in, I don't know if so he wait, wait, You could find the guy's United lawyer, States. but you couldn't find him? 
Matt Gates taking it to John Durham. Why didn't you subpoena Hillary Clinton? Why didn't you subpoena J. Edgar Comey? Why didn't you subpoena Peter Stroke and Lisa Page? And uh, and uh, why didn't you go after this uh, Bill Priestap guy, the Justice Department, FBI? There are all these crooks in there. And uh, the Durham report, I think, has great value. But it didn't go far enough. And it only took four years. <laughs> Right? And still you didn't get all the people involved in this because it was it was a big cabal. It was a large cabal. And uh, Matt Gates was taking it to him yesterday. And I want to give Matt Gates credit for doing that as well. And then now you're you're sitting here in front of the judiciary saying you could find the guy's lawyer, but you couldn't effectuate the service of a subpoena because you couldn't find him. Well, you, first you know of all, that sounds? as you may or may not know, we wouldn't have um, the authority to serve a subpoena overseas. Um, the lawyer didn't know where Mifsud was. He was in communication uh, with him, but he claimed not to know where he was. And we are trying to arrange um, an opportunity to talk to Mifsud. Mifsud. And, uh, you know, an opportunity. And, uh, but, you know, and, and there are perhaps some limitations, but I, uh, if it were me, and I think a lot of other people, perhaps it would have been a much more aggressive investigation and would have gone after a number of the actors. And he, he as uh, Jim Jordan established with uh, John Durham, if uh, John Brennan, the CIA director, was involved in a effectively, a arguably, certainly a conspiracy involving the FBI director at the time, James Comey, a.k.a. J. Edgar Comey, uh, and uh, President Obama, was briefed on all of this, uh, dragging all those people in and getting them under oath would have been great. Now, at the same time, you could say after four years of this, you could say, okay, he's laid all this out and now he's done it under oath on camera before a, uh, a House committee. Now the Congress can subpoena these people and get them, you know, a Durham investigation wouldn't have put them on camera uh, and released it all. But now Congress can call them up now that they have the Durham report and put the people under oath before congressional committees. They'll fight it for years in court. And, and this is why they want to pack the Supreme Court, because they want a crooked court. They want a court that's as crooked as they are. Um, Matt Gates with the, uh, the John Durham, the special counsel. And it was, uh, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Um, <laughs> well, it was kind of a, it was kind of a fun moment in, uh, in yesterday's hearing, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Um, Troy Nels, Congressman Troy Nels, uh, having a little fun. He likes to make fun of Eric Swalwell, who had a Democrat Congressman in California, who had a long-term sexual relationship with a Chinese secret agent, a spy who recruited him and moved him from a city council seat in California to the House Intelligence Committee in Washington. We are aware of the member of this committee having an alleged affair with a Chinese spy, I refer to as Yum Yum, but this is a new law for anyone, and I would hope Mr. Swalwell would agree with me. Imagine if somebody would have said and taken it a step further, Mr. Swalwell was, was peeing on Yum Yum. Time of the gentleman. It's unacceptable. This has got to stop. The FBI needs to... Time of the gentleman has expired. I yield back. Um, the gentleman... Mr. Mr. Chairman, I ask that the last comments be stricken. Uh, yeah, of course you do. Uh, Refer to her as Young Yum. Her name is Fang Fang, but, uh, you know, the relationship that Eric Swalwell had with the Chinese spy, Fang Fang, uh, he calls her Yum Yum. That's kind of fun. <laughs> he, and it's not the first time. He's, he calls her Yum Yum all the time. And he goes after Eric Swalwell all the time. And he should. Troy Nels 
uh, Republican congressman, because he was having sex with a, uh, you know, a hottie honeypot Chinese spy that they sent over to recruit him. And it went on for years. Not a problem when you're a Democrat. Hey, breaking news for all my fellow Americans. Joe Biden's dangerous plan to force all of us into a digital dollar goes live in a matter of days now. No matter what they tell you, this is not something that's going to help you or me or anybody else. If you don't take action today, it might end up being too late. The Federal Reserve is being deployed in phases, with the initial launch taking place July 1st of 2023, days away. It's called Fed Now, and a whole lot of Americans are going to be taken completely off guard. Everything that you've worked for is at stake, but there is a way for Americans to legally opt out of the digital dollar before it's too late. Start by calling my friends at American Alternative Assets. They are my friends, and they are great. To get your free wealth protection guide, this guide will educate you on how you can protect yourself from the failing dollar and volatile stock market with gold and silver IRAs. Call 888, the number 4, GOLD20. Call 888-446-5360. Don't let Biden force you into the government's new digital dollar. Call 888, the number 4, GOLD20. 888-446-5360. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah. I like, you know, the yum-yum thing is a little funny. And he keeps drawing attention to it, which is more than the Republicans are doing. Now, there's some talk of impeaching Joe Biden as well. That's coming up. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Did you uh, have you seen the video of a Democrat in New York going into a Walgreens with a torch? He's got uh, one of those like a one liter bottle of propane, uh, you know, like a blue metal canister of propane with a torch on it. The kind you might use for a variety of projects, um, work projects, electronics and things. And it's got a, a torch on it. And he went in with the, the torch to the Walgreens. And he used it to melt all the plastic around the locks because they locked everything up behind the plexiglass with the, uh, the you know, silver metal key locks. So he went in with a torch, a flame, and, uh, and he melted the plastic around to uh, break through the, the plastic of the locks. And he loaded up his backpack. He's wearing a black hoodie. Um, and uh, there's videotape of him from a couple of angles. And he's robbing the store, and 
Let me just say the Democratic Party has made that normal. They've made that normal because they're third-worlding the country at a record rate of speed, turning our country into a third-world hellhole, which is what the left does everywhere they go. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. going on in crazy town, Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. I think we have more crazy people than usual in Washington. I, um, I like to go back to the telephones. I know there are a lot of people want to talk about a lot of things, and uh, I really need six hours a day, I think. Three is not enough. Let's go to the telephones, Michael. We have any update on the submarine? I don't think we're going to have an update on the submarine for a long, long time. Long, long time. Going to see the Titanic. To get the full Titanic experience, really, you have to be stranded at the bottom and be left there forever. And that appears to be what has happened there. Let's go, uh, let's go to uh, the phones. Let's go to Larry calling from Charleston, South Carolina. Larry, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Well, it's, uh, I am so happy to be able to uh, speak with you, sir. And let me get right away to the issue. And that is this House Resolution 57 to impeach Biden now. And I want to encourage you to implore your listeners. I think you have, I don't know, do you have a million? 250 million people, 2.5 billion on a good day. Okay. Well, I bet it's getting close to a million any day. So you could should encourage these people, urge them, implore them to write a letter to their congressman and their senator to inform them if they don't vote to impeach Biden before the next election, they won't vote for them. Whatever else happens, that you get voted out if you don't impeach Biden now. Well, there is, you know, that's being discussed on Capitol Hill, even as we uh, speak right here. That is something that uh, that has come up, and there are certain members, Republican members of Congress, that are eager to introduce articles of impeachment um, against President Trump and to do it now. You're you're aware of that, right, Larry? Because it's been kicked around for a couple of days, and there was a little bit of a food fight on the uh, House floor yesterday about this. Uh, and I've got a thing or two for you on it, as, as a matter of fact. Now, are, are you aware, Larry, that um, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, is, is advising uh, tapping the brakes and allowing the House Oversight Committee to investigate, accumulate, collect all of the evidence, and then uh, move toward the next phase, which would be impeachment. Um, but there are others that are more eager to, uh, to move it along, right? 
which is all why the effort must be made. And it's not just you telling your listeners to do this. It's to set up, for example, an opportunity to, to them to call, to uh, send to the Chris Plant store to get a packet of postcards. I will vote for you if you don't impeach now. And to send them a packet of 10 or 20, maybe once every two weeks, they should get one of these postcards from the people in their areas, assuring mm -hmm. them that you'll vote them out. Well, it's an interesting and fun idea. Have impeach now uh, postcards to send to your members of Congress is a is kind of a fun idea. I've got to say. Um, listen, Larry, there is a uh, there are a lot of moving parts here. Uh, there are then and, and right now the latest I can tell you just in the last hour or so, Larry, the latest is that the Republicans plan to bypass, that is to not take up the Biden impeachment vote. Uh, that is the latest coming off of Capitol Hill, and it's uh, fairly fairly brand new. There was a bit of, uh, a bit of back and forth yesterday. The uh, Senate Republicans question Lauren Boebert's push for Biden impeachment. This was the, uh, the story last night and you know, even, uh, even early this morning. Senate GOP questions Boebert's push for Biden impeachment. Senate Republicans are questioning the push by House conservatives to impeach President Biden and other administration officials, arguing the move uh, the moves are a waste of time and futile efforts. Resistance is futile that likely lack uh, an impeachable offense. Representative Lauren Boebert, the Republican from Colorado, surprised even her own GOP colleagues when she filed a privileged motion that would force a vote on a resolution to impeach Biden. Conservatives have also been pushing to impeach figures including Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray, who is a crook of the First Order. I think Alejandro Mayorkas is uh, inept, incompetent, um, and corrupt. I'd, I've got to say that whether, and, and he should be thrown out. There's no doubt about that. Attorney General Merrick Garland as well, and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Republican from Georgia, said uh, she is uh, converting the articles of impeachment that uh, she has filed against top officials into privileged resolutions to use, quote, when I feel it's necessary. So the moves, however, making many Republicans uneasy, making Republicans uneasy. You know how sometimes they can become uneasy. And... Uh, 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 Senator Cornyn, John Cornyn, the Republican from Texas, said, I know people are angry. I'm angry at the Biden administration for their policies at the border and the whole host of other things. But I think we also need to look at what's achievable, he said. This is, you know, the slow, the Senate always moves more slowly. And, and he said, and with a Democratic majority in the Senate, I don't think it's achievable. Well, I tell you what, you could still have him impeached in the House of Representatives. And that is uh, fine. If I recall, um, you know, President Trump was impeached in the House, and uh, and I don't know. But let's uh, let's get to what uh, since you brought it up, Larry. I want to play what the Speaker of the House said, uh, Kevin McCarthy, when he was asked about this yesterday, because he was asked about it, and there are a lot of uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, talk. I'll say I don't want to say heated rhetoric, but there's. You know, it should be an emotional issue. Uh, we've got a corrupt president and a corrupt first family, 
And Joe Biden is uh, taking millions of dollars from overseas. Joe Biden is big guy. And uh, and the uh, and the the laptop we know in the emails and Tony Bobulinski, a CEO of one of the Biden family's many corporations, even though they're not in any particular business, they've got a whole bunch of shell companies, LLCs, and so on. Tony Bobulinski has testified before Congress, has spoken to the FBI, and they swept it under the rug. They said they'd get back to him in two weeks. Two years later, they'd never gotten back to him. He told them all the Biden family corruption. They're doing a great job of doing nothing at the FBI. But we know that millions of dollars came from Ukraine. We know millions of dollars came from, and they have the bank receipts. They have the bank transfers, the House Oversight Committee does. And our news media doesn't care because, you know, they're not journalists. They're, they're fluffers. And, and it's an extraordinary time. Now, here is uh, what uh, the Speaker of the House said, Kevin McCarthy, yesterday when he was asked about it. He said, wait a minute, slow down, tap the brakes. We want to collect all the evidence and have our act together before we go for the next logical step, which is the impeachment of the President of the United States. That's why I don't want to do anything that harms the investigation we're going through right now. And I think to, to prematurely bring something up like that to have no background in it, it, it undercuts what we're doing in Comer's um, committee. We're finding something new every single day, what we're doing in Jim Jordan's committee as well. Look, this is probably one of the most important um, things members of Congress has a right to do and to take it in a flippant way to just put something privileged on the floor like that. We're going to censure Adam Schiff for taking us through impeachment and lying to the American public and we don't want to turn around the next day and do this. And so we're going to censor Adam Schiff. He always calls him Adam Schiff. And um, and he said it's, a, you know, uh, something, the most serious thing that members of Congress has to do. It uh, should be have to do. Uh, not very articulate. But he is uh, saying, let's tap the brakes. Let's not just, you know, jump in every member of Congress, throw in uh, using a loophole to get a, an article of impeachment introduced. He is, as Speaker of the House and uh, leader of the Republicans in the House of Representatives, saying we've got a process that is ongoing that seems to go on forever and ever and ever and ever uh, in every instance. But he's saying we're collecting the evidence. Let's get our act together. Uh, make a cogent case as a party, as the majority party in the House of Representatives, and uh, then let's introduce introduce articles, plural, of impeachment against the president and present them in a uh, cohesive and cogent fashion. Now, I just said that a lot better than he did, uh, but that's what he's trying to say, so I'll just fill in the blanks for him. This is probably one of the most important um, things members of Congress has a right to do. Members of Congress has a right to do. One of the most uh, important things. <laughs> All right, he's not the most articulate man in the world. Let's, uh, let's be honest. Okay. Now, uh, as for the Democrats, and we've still got a lot more to get to as well. Thank you, Larry. Thank you very much. And, uh, and I like your idea. I do like your idea. Now, uh, the Nation's Report Card. Have you seen the Nation's Report Card? We're not doing well. Boy, are we not doing well at all. Um, it's uh, terrible what's going on in uh, the United States when it comes to uh, the education system, can we still call it an education system, given the, uh, the state that we are in? Uh, because it's pretty awful. And the New York Times even has a story today. Believe it or not, the New York Times has a story on how terrible the, uh, the education system has become. And it's, let me just explain why this is happening. It's, it's the Democrats, you see. It's the Democrats, and that's what's happened 
Um, they've destroyed the educational system. They have an indoctrination system and, and a lot of transgenderism and a lot of craziness. But the New York Times has a story. America's population, oh, that's, a, uh, that's actually a different one. But this is a fun one, too. America's population is growing older than ever with a record high median age of 38.9 years. In 1980, the median age in the United States was 30, 30 years of age, and now it's 38.9. Might as well go ahead and say 39 years old, and that's close to 40 years old. But in 1980, which is some time ago now, the median age in the United States was 30 years of age. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yes, it is. Uh, and, and it's, uh, gosh, that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. Now, my, my education system... Um, uh, stories are failing on me here. They're, they're not working for me. But I'll get back to that. Let's go to, uh, let's go. There's another crazy story also out of uh, Mississippi where a naval base has had so much violent crime outside of their base, so much gunfire, just bullets flying around all over the place, that they have lined up and stacked up containers, you know, shipping containers made of steel um, because... Uh, of the random bullets flying onto the naval base. And that is, that is pretty crazy. That is a pretty crazy thing. Because the Democrats have guns, and they shouldn't be allowed to have guns, and they go around shooting them all the time. Whereas, you know, I own firearms, but mine are lazy. They just, they just lay around and don't go out and shoot anybody. The Democrats are violent. Can we, is it fair to say that they're a violent party? Because I, I think that that's fair enough. There it is. There is so much gun violence, one Mississippi neighborhood, that a military base piled up shipping containers to defend itself from stray bullets. Navy base in Mississippi, a wall of shipping containers. Stray bullets, so commonplace, they want to protect their kids and their homes and themselves. Mississippi military base, small city of Gulfport, Gulfport, Mississippi, put up a wall of shipping containers after stray bullets from nearby gunfights struck homes on the base. The base first placed more than 20 shipping containers around its perimeter last year after gunfire broke out in an apartment complex across the street, striking multiple homes on the base. The, uh, the apartment complex was populated by Democrats. Captain uh, Jeff Powell told the outlet that the base took prudent measures to ensure the safety and most secure environment possible for residents inside the base. And that's, that's because Democrats, that's the, uh, that's the thing. They go around shooting everybody all the time. All right, we've still got, uh, we've got more because there was a, another hearing on Capitol Hill that I want to get to. And Riley Gaines was there. Riley Gaines is uh, wonderful. She's the, the college swimmer who had to swim against the man, the man who went by the name Leah Thomas, but was just a man, a complete man, all man. Where does that, uh, where does that begin? Number 11, let's go to soundbite number 11 because that was uh, some, pretty, some pretty crazy stuff. Riley Gaines yesterday talking about what she experienced. She was very emotional, very upset, very public setting, very intimidating. The NCAA forced me and my female swimmers to swim to share a locker room with Thomas, a six foot four, 22-year-old male equipped with and exposing male genitalia. Let me be clear about this. We were not forewarned we would be sharing a locker room. No one asked for our consent, and we did not give our consent. 
And, um, you know, she's talking about how he's flapping all over the place and the guy and he's a man and they're saying, well, just compete against him. And when he wins, just shut up. And all the women on the team in Pennsylvania, they were all silenced. And Senator John Kennedy, the Democrats had a witness there whose name is Kelly Robinson, a woman. Yeah, with the human rights campaign. They have that uh, yellow equal sign on, on the blue background and they push transgender stuff anyway. And it's a woman, apparently, Kelly Robinson. Oh, it's the, that's the name that, uh, of uh, Robert Culp in I Spy was Kelly Robinson. But uh, pay no attention. Senator John Kennedy with human rights campaign Kelly Robinson. You don't some that believe are that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as a, a definitive statement. You don't think men have a, uh, an advantage over women? I, I, I've stopped using biological male and biological female. It's male and female. It's, it's not biological man, it's man. It's not biological woman, it's woman. Because biological is redundant and repetitive and unnecessarily duplicative. Uh, Senator Kennedy with uh, Kelly Robinson. How many female members of the NBA do you see? Hmm. Well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis. Right. That they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, and it's just not the case. She is stronger I mean, James, than that. What's your experience, Ben? Male, female. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Yeah. Um, Riley Gaines straightened her out on that lickety split. The uh, you may remember that uh, both Serena um, and her uh, sister, the Williams sisters, who are really the greatest female tennis players probably of all time. They um, they said, we'd beat any man who's not ranked, ranked in the top 200. And the man who was ranked number 203 said, I'll take you up on that. And he mopped the floor with them, made them look like children on the court. And they, to their credit, they were shocked and said that they couldn't believe that they had their hats handed to them like that. Um, everything the Democrats are peddling is a lie. And a biological woman is a woman. A biological man is a man. Can't we just leave it at that? You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Well, I have an update for you on the uh, submersible, the mini-sub that went down to look at the wreckage of the Titanic. According to the United States Coast Guard, a debris field has been discovered within the search area by a uh, remotely operated vehicle. They call them ROVs. We got a, we got another acronym, another abbreviation, ROVs. And uh, that may be underwater because the ROVs can be it can be uh, uh, another submarine, unmanned uh, mini-sub taking a look. Uh, also could be aerial, could be on the surface. But the Coast Guard says that they have located a debris field. And uh, now, look, sometimes there is debris in the ocean, but in the search area, which uh, for some reason they say is the size of Connecticut. Did you see also the son of the uh, British billionaire who is aboard the submersible? He's, I think he's a, a stepson, stepson. He's all over uh, the Internet trying to pick up girls. And uh, he's like, hey, hey, my stepfather's name is in the news. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. He thinks there might be a date in it for him. But uh, 
It's a crazy world out there. Yeah, yeah. So debris field uh, spotted, and that is the first development, really. More tomorrow. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.